Rabbi, he said, we all know that God has sent you to teach us. Your miraculous signs are evidence that God is with you. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. What do you mean, exclaimed Nicodemus, how can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? Jesus replied, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the Spirit. Humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. So don't be surprised when I say you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it wants, just as you can hear the wind but can't tell where it comes from or where it's going, so you can't explain how people are born of the Spirit. How are these things possible, Nicodemus asked. Jesus replied, You are a respected Jewish teacher, and yet you don't understand these things. I assure you, we tell you what we know and have seen, and yet you won't believe our testimony. But if you don't believe me when I tell you about earthly things, how can you possibly believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ever gone to heaven and returned, but the Son of Man has come down from heaven, and as Moses lifted up the bronze snake on a pole in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, so that everyone who believes in him will have eternal life. For God loved the world so much that he gave his one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. God sent his son into the world not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. There is no judgment against anyone who believes in him. But anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only son. And the judgment is based on this fact. God's light came into the world, but people loved the darkness more than the light, for their actions were evil. All who do evil hate the light and refuse to go near it for fear their sins will be exposed. But those who do what is right come to the light so others can see that they are doing what God wants. Let's pray. Lord, we ask that you'll speak to us now through your word in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Good evening. Uh, I'm Pete Broadbent. I'm Bishop of Wilsdon. Uh, I look after the Church of England for uh, North West London, uh, and it's very good to be with you tonight. Uh, the job of being a bishop is quite an interesting one. You get all kinds of uh, people uh, wanting you to do things, phoning you up, that kind of stuff. Uh, the most interesting conversations you have are with um, people like the media, you know, BBC or someone phones you up. Uh, and they get a bit brassed off, because when they phone up, they say stuff like, well, now, can you come on? I'm, I'm negotiating to go on any questions. They, they pulled me from it this last week, but they put it on again. And I said, the trouble is, when you bishops come on, you keep on talking about faith. You're going, yeah, and? Um, or, uh, you're always very reasonable, you know. We want you to be a bit controversial. And I'm saying, well, actually, no, the, uh, I, I can do that as well. Uh, but, actually, the most important thing is to tell the stories about faith. Uh, and that's what I want to do tonight, because actually that's the most important thing. Uh, and we have six folk here tonight uh, who are testifying uh, to their journey with God and Jesus Christ. Uh, they're going to variously uh, go in the water and go under the water uh, to remind us ourselves of their baptism and to say, uh, I am a person of faith. Uh, and others who are being confirmed who are saying, I'm on this journey and I want to say where I've got to with God. Uh, and we're here tonight uh, to cheer them on, 
to encourage them and to say, this is fantastic. This story about faith is the most important thing. So forgive me, I'm not going to do any questions on you tonight. I'm not going to talk politics. I'm not going to do stuff. I want to talk about the most important thing, which is actually about Jesus Christ. Uh, And the conversation uh, that we have read to us is a conversation from John's Gospel, chapter 3, where Jesus actually explains why this stuff is so important. Uh, And, you know, what better to think about when these folk are going to stand up and talk about their faith than why this Christian faith Uh, is so important. So what happens? Uh, A guy comes to Jesus. His name's Nicodemus. Uh, He's somebody who is a well-known religious teacher. Uh, He's a Pharisee. Uh, But he sneaks in to see Jesus by night. Uh, He's a bit scared. Probably wouldn't be good for him to be seen around with this this disreputable teacher, Jesus. We think Jesus, you know, the the guy with the long hair and the big halo and the big smile. Uh, No, actually, this is Jesus the rabbi, Uh, and a bit disreputable among his uh, peers. Uh, And uh, Nicodemus sneaks in by night and says, I want to ask some questions. I want to know what's going on about this stuff you're teaching. Uh, John is uh, a great poet, John, who wrote John's Gospel. Uh, And uh, he also uses this image of light and darkness. Uh, And Christians want to say, it's not that everyone's in darkness, it is that Jesus is the light. Uh, And when you find Uh, Jesus the light, uh, you discover that what you were were before uh, was darkness. Uh, So there's a bit about light and darkness which goes on throughout the gospel as well. But that's not the most important thing. What what he's actually saying here is, look, Jesus, we know you're a rabbi, that's a teacher. Uh, We we know you've come from God because you do some interesting signs. Uh, And therefore, uh, you must have God's presence in you. I wonder if you thought about faith for yourself over these past weeks, months, uh, whether you would say, well, actually, something has really got to me about thinking about the Christian faith. It may or may not have done. You may have you know, had some ideas about what faith is, uh, what belief is, and kind of parked it. Uh, but uh, here is Nicodemus clearly saying, I've seen some stuff in this bloke Jesus, which is really challenging. I've seen somebody whose life makes a difference. And if you want to ask me why I'm a Christian, it's because each time I look at Jesus Christ and and what he did and what he taught and the way he was and the things that he said about himself, I find him a compelling person to look at. I find that his teaching is compelling. I find that what he did is compelling. And I find that the way in which he taught us to live is amazing. And Nicodemus is kind of tripped by that. And so my first question uh, for all of us tonight is, I wonder what it was that, uh, if you thought about faith, has got you thinking about faith a bit. Uh, We're going to hear from some of these guys later on, uh, something of their story with God. Uh, We've all got different stories because God deals with us in different ways. But uh, whatever the story is, uh, it's quite often the case that we've been kind of nudged I was talking to someone the other day and, and, and uh, t- hearing their story about how they came uh, to get ordained in the Church of England. They haven't got there yet, but I was uh, talking to them about the possibility of getting ordained. Uh, and I said to them, uh, so what started you on the journey? And, and, and they came straight back with, well, actually, you know, as I read the stories of Jesus, uh, I realised here was somebody uh, who claimed things about himself which were fantastic. Uh, and Nicodemus uh, knew there was something going on. But Jesus doesn't actually give him a straight answer. It's a bit like that, you know, Jesus. He doesn't 
give you a straight answer. He sometimes asks you a question or provokes you a bit. Uh, And so what he says is, truly I tell you, uh, nobody can see the kingdom of God without being born from above or or maybe born again. Those two, that phrase in the Greek is a bit, uh, can be translated both ways. Born from above or born again. Uh, And Nicodemus is kind of puzzled by this. What's he saying, born from above? Well, the Bible understands that actually our lives need transforming. Three of these guys tonight are going in the water. When they go in the water, they will go right under. We'll make sure of that, won't we? Uh, (laughs) Sorry, not, not for too long. But the whole symbolism of baptism... The whole symbolism of being immersed in water is about saying, I had an old life, I'm dying, I'm going down into a grave, and I'm coming up again as a new person. And that symbol of baptism, the reason we use lots of water for baptism uh, when we can, is it's really powerful, because it says, I'm being born to something new. My old life has died, and I've started something new. Uh, And Jesus is saying uh, to Nicodemus, uh, you've got to be born from above. A transformation's got to take place. You will not get this Christian stuff unless you realise it's about transformation, it's about change, it's about being a new person. And Nicodemus' response is, candidly, a bit thick. He's being thick Nick at this point. How can anyone be born after having grown up? Can he climb back inside his mother's womb and be born again, says Nicodemus. He's kind of gone literalist. Uh, and uh, he knows perfectly well that's not what it's about, but he kind of, you know, he wants to dodge the question. It's getting a bit sticky at this stage. Uh, the conversation is not going the way he thought it would. Uh, Jesus is provoking him, uh, and he's not quite sure where to go, so he kind of asks the, the literal question. I don't know if you've ever had that experience. You now, when you're having a conversation about faith, uh, and someone starts saying to you, well, come on, what about you? You know, what about you believing this stuff? And you're thinking, hang on, I need to dodge behind a tree here somewhere. It's getting a bit intense. Well, Nicodemus is doing that. He doesn't quite like the idea of being provoked about faith. And he kind of backs off and says, okay, um, uh, it's about being back inside your mum, isn't it? Uh, And uh, no, it isn't, says Jesus. Being born again is about two things, he says. It's about being born of water and being born of the spirit. The water thing is an outside sign. Uh, he, he kind of, he plays into Nicodemus' conversation about uh, coming out of your mum a second time because, of course, when you're born, uh, there's water uh, in, in the birth coming out of the womb. Uh, but there's water, too, in the sign of baptism. That's why we use baptism as the Christian symbol, the outward sign of what's gone on in your lives. You're going under the water, coming out and saying, yes, I've been washed, made new, I've been in the grave, I've come up from the grave, I'm starting anew. It's a really rich symbolism. And it's so simple, isn't it? Water the stuff of life. But it's also about the spirit. But you see, as I said to you, it's actually about transformation. If you want to get this Christian stuff, then you need to know that transformation takes place. And Jesus says that only happens one way. It's when the Holy Spirit comes into you and changes you. Each of these folk has something of God in them. Well, we all got something of God in us because we all got the image of God. But more than that, because they know God in Jesus Christ, God has put his spirit in them, and they are transformed people. They're still the people you know. They're still got their foibles. If you're friends and family, you know only too well some of the things that are their little foibles, their little ways. They're not, you're not perfect yet, are you? No, nor am I. It's all right. <laughs> but 
God's spirit is in you and you are living a new life and you're given that supernatural dimension to life which makes a difference. And Jesus says to Nicodemus, look, if you want to get this stuff, realize that the transformation takes place because the Holy Spirit comes into you and changes you. Uh, I truly tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the spirit. So, second question. What are the things you might find difficult? Uh, if, If Jesus has begun to get to you, if uh, Christian faith is something you like to explore, there will be difficulties in understanding that and believing that stuff. Um, and you might want to do the kind of Nicodemus thing of dodging behind the tree uh, and asking questions which are a bit daft or, or backing off or, you know, what about the dinosaurs? You know, those sorts of questions which people get into when they start arguing about faith. Uh, and I want to say to you, the Christian faith is entirely one where we're happy to answer those sorts of questions. You know, it's not the case that we will step back and say, oh, much too difficult. Uh, Always we believe the Christian faith is defensible. Uh, It's at one level rational, though of course it's also about faith. Uh, And there are good answers to all the difficult questions. And whether those questions you have are uh, rational questions about how can anyone believe uh, this stuff, or, or whether they're kind of how can I believe because of what's happened to me, God doesn't know the stuff I've been through. Uh, I've had a really difficult time in my marriage. I've had a really painful time with uh, friends that I've got who've uh, suffered. Uh, I know somebody who's uh, lost their job. I know somebody else uh, who's got cancer. All those hard questions are part of the deal. And we haven't got easy, simplistic answers. But we have got this sense that the transformation that Jesus brings allows you to ask those questions and find answers for yourself. Uh, And again, these guys would say to you, uh, as a Christian, I haven't got all the things sorted out. God hasn't finished with me yet. Uh, There's still more to do. But God's at work in my life. I'm being transformed and God's Spirit's in me. So, what gets to you about Jesus? What are the difficulties you've got? Uh, And then Nicodemus actually does get really uncomfortable. Um, because uh, he doesn't really like this conversation. Uh, Jesus says, don't be astonished that I said to you, you must be born from above. Uh, the wind blows where it wants to. Uh, you don't know where it comes from or where it goes to. That's how God works. Uh, God doesn't do things predictably. Uh, he's like the wind. He blows all over the place. Uh, and Nicodemus says, well, I'm sorry, how can these things be? And Jesus says, look, you're a rabbi, you're a teacher, you ought to get these things. Uh, and uh, Nicodemus kind of slopes off. That's sad. That actually isn't the end for Nicodemus. We pick him up later on in the gospel stories and he clearly has been carrying on that exploration. So even if this first encounter that he had wasn't all that good, he's now wandered off, uh, but he comes back and uh, we believe that he was one of the first believers uh, and uh, a follower of Jesus by the time we get to the end of the gospel. So the story ends well. Uh, But he's been a foil for Jesus uh, and he hasn't really got his answers yet that's okay maybe you're someone who's been wrestling for a while with faith and you haven't got the answers yet God's got his own time for you uh, and if you carry on exploring honestly you will find that coming to faith uh, is something that you'll get to in the end I often say to people hi nice to see you I gather you're not a Christian yet because we're wanting folk to find that faith and uh, I hope there are plenty of you here who, wouldn't, who, if you wouldn't call yourself a Christian, might say to yourself, I'm not a Christian, at least not yet. Uh, and the exploration needs to go on. 
And then just something more about what, how that all works, because uh, Jesus, having had that conversation, then uses it as a teaching aid, because that's what he does, he's a rabbi. Uh, so he picks up the conversation, uh, and he starts talking to people, uh, and he says, uh, well, this is how it works. Uh, and here are three things about uh, what he has to say. Uh, the first is about belief. Yes, there is stuff in the Christian faith we have to believe. Uh, you can't be a Christian without you know, assenting to this. Uh, these guys will stand up and all of us together will confess uh, the creed, the Christian faith, uh, which we believe is true about God. Uh, again, you haven't got to sort it all out as you go. Uh, you're, not, not, you're not sorting straight away. You can do it as you go. Uh, but there's something about belief. Uh, so here, Jesus says, look, it's a bit like uh, the ways in which uh, God used to deal with his people in the Old Testament. Uh, you've got to believe in me. Uh, as uh, people who in the Old Testament believed in God there. But then the good news is that you don't then come under condemnation. Okay, you you talk to so many people uh, and their lives are messed up by how they feel about themselves, by their self-image, by the fact they think God's got a down on them, their friends have got a down on them, they don't measure up to the standards they have. Uh, And the Christian faith says, actually, you are loved by God. You are infinitely loved by God. Uh, God loves you to pieces. Uh, And because of the way in which he loves you, Jesus came uh, to live and die and rise again and show you what God is like. Uh, And so it's about the fact that although, yes, there are things we get wrong, things we mess up on, uh, nonetheless, God wants us to know that because we're loved, we can be freed from all the things that tie us internally and externally and stop us being the people God wants us to be. Uh, and you will be witnessing to that tonight. You'll be saying, I found that. It's true. It actually has happened to me. I know uh, that I have faith in God, and he's made me a new person, and I'm a forgiven person, uh, and I can forgive myself for the stuff I sometimes pile upon myself. And here's the last thing, uh, because what also happens is you get liberated to serve. At the end of the service, on nearly at the end of the service, there's a thing called the commission, where I say to them a whole pile of things about what it is to be a Christian. Uh, And they all say, with the help of God, I will. And that's not just formal, because they'll be owning the fact uh, that this faith is something that makes a difference, that you live your lives not merely for yourselves, uh, but for your neighbour, for the poor, uh, for people who don't know Jesus, uh, for that sense that uh, life transformation is what we're about as well. As Christians, we're called to be transforming people uh, and living for others. Uh, and uh, it's a scary thing, but we're willing to do it. It doesn't make us better than anybody else, by the way. You know, don't do the, oh, all Christians are hypocrites stuff. Uh, it's not like that. It's as ordinary, weak, fallible human beings, we've discovered something that changes us, makes us new, and we'd love to share it with others. So, that's what we're doing tonight. Uh, If you're here tonight to support these folk who are being uh, confirmed or renewing their vows, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for supporting, particularly for your friends or family, uh, and also godparents and others uh, who've uh, been a part of their journey thus far. Uh, Please carry on if you're a part of that journey, supporting them and praying for them. But if you're here tonight and you're saying, well, actually, I can sign up to some of this stuff, but I'm not convinced I'm a Christian yet, Uh, or I used to call myself a Christian but I'm a bit brassed off with God because dot 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 Uh, and 
fill in your own reasons why you're having a, a row with God at the moment. Uh, or, I don't really think this stuff is real for me. I'm very happy for them, but it doesn't work for me. Can I encourage you to carry on exploring? Nicodemus uh, was willing to bring his honest questions to Jesus Christ. And he got some answers, didn't get them all straight away, but he got there in the end. Uh, and I want to say to you, please be challenged by what these guys are doing tonight. They're saying something about their faith that's really, really important. Uh, and we want uh, to encourage them, but we'd also want them to challenge you. That if you're not in a situation at the moment where you feel happy about faith, then maybe you want to have a conversation uh, with Mark or the other guys here at St Paul's. They would love uh, to have a conversation with you about how faith can be more real in your life if that's part of the journey uh, that you want to make. That's, that's the kind of commercial, uh, I'll leave it there for you to pick up on, but uh, pray that God will uh, touch some of the folk who are listening tonight and say, actually, yeah, I want to take this further. Uh, and you'd be only glad to have that conversation, wouldn't you? So for you, we're really glad. We're glad you're doing this. We're thanking God for you. We're thanking God for the journey you've been on thus far. And we're praying that this stage and the next stage and the stage after, all the way through your lives, you will have 10,000 reasons uh, to carry on living for God, reggae style or not, really. So there we are. Dance the dance with God uh, and know that you have this life that's here now in your lives, here in St. Paul's, here in the world, and going on forever. God bless you. Amen.